0: welcome back to the planet eclipse podcast uh been a while but uh here we are once again um as before this podcast episode will be focused on another release of dj Stuff barbie uh the second ep entitled i do it for attention
1: this is a this is a real interesting one because after Roadhead we didn't plan on doing a second EP but then it just like it just kind of happened and I I think for the better in the grand scheme of things
0: yeah I would tend to agree with that it's a lot of tracks that we had been writing kind of around the same time as the Roadhead songs but didn't have a place for uh until now so. Um, there is still the album on the horizon but uh until we get that done uh enjoy this uh it is six more tracks well i guess plus one extra with uh a track that is not part of the project but is going to be released alongside the project
1: yes the very wonderful cover of beachfront cunt by tostb which i'm very excited that that was like a thing that actually happened that's just a really cool thing i got to do and i'm happy
0: yeah i'm really happy with it too um that song is near and dear to my heart because i think it alongside um black magic bitch and maybe like miss fat coochie those are like <laughs> my top three songs that we wrote for tostb uh, me and jesse that is um, so to see it kind of get a second life here on, uh, with this new project, I think that's, that's very exciting for me. So, uh, without further ado, let's go through the track list. Uh, track one, we have Fuck Shit Up, featuring TOS-TB, Cab," All Cops Are Bottoms, I Do It for Attention, Don't Look, Don't Touch, Steal My Thunder. And digmatized featuring DJ Rare.
1: Looking at the track list, it's really interesting compared to the Roadhead track list because with Roadhead there was kind of uh, an obvious theme with the titles. But you look at the titles for I Do It for Attention and you have no fucking clue what's gonna be going on here. Like it's it's kinda wild, especially with songs like A Cab and Don't Look, Don't Touch kind of being like wild cards in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think the energy is necessarily as obvious as when you look at something like Roadhead because like Roadhead, Yosemite, Truck Stop, those are all like very, they'll transport you to a place. Whereas these, I don't know if that's so much the case, Um, just looking at the titles uh, on their own without the wider context. Um, but I think they are still very evocative.
1: Yeah, like once you once you hear the song, the title will make a lot of sense in context. But just looking at the title, it's kind of like it's not as obvious what you're going to get, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think maybe it's a little obvious in the case of like a cab, But <laughs> yeah, uh, the others, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. a cab is, is not hard to predict where that's going. Yeah.
0: And they'll, uh, they'll hear that for all the rest by the time this uh, podcast episode is out. So um, I- I'm sure they'll have their opinions on it. Um, so let's start from the beginning with uh, track one, Fuck Shit Up, featuring TOSTB.
1: This is kind of a weird one because this is one of the earliest butt stuff barbie concepts i think the original it was like late december that we originally came up with this yeah i have
0: the list right here so it was december 11th of 2020 that i sent you the first draft of this which was then called fuck things up uh and then that changed in the writing process to fuck shit up um, the original version of those lyrics we changed a lot from that um, but they they definitely still kind of served as a blueprint for what we wanted
1: yeah the the tost verse stayed for the most part the same but the butt stuff barbie track that or the lyrics that i wrote originally when i sat down to actually work on the song i was kind of like these aren't that great like um, and there was also the, the double beat in the lyrics of like stealing someone's boyfriend and, or was, was that the original? I don't remember, but, um, something like that. Yeah. yeah cause I think that was kind of the whole arc that I went with in the beginning is like, I'm going to steal your boyfriend cause I'm going to fuck shit up. And it was just kind of like, eh, we can do a little better. So I rewrote everything that I had. And I'm so happy with the way this one turned out. Like, it's kind of insane.
0: Yeah, um, I know that this is, this is probably, like, your one of your personal favorites. Yeah. Um, and though I like it, it's not quite the way that I had envisioned it, so it's not my favorite. But um, it is, I can still acknowledge that it is a, a great track, and I think one that really kind of encapsulates the essence of what uh, we've been trying to do with DJ Butt Stuff Barbie as a whole. Um, so I, th- I can definitely see that it has its place and I, I think it's going to be a favorite for sure for fans.
1: I would hope so. Cause I, I put a lot of like heart into this one. Cause I think just the fact that it's like the big TOSDB collab was just such a big thing for me personally. Cause it's like working with, the literal blueprint for what i'm doing it's just you know it's like it's a full circle moment almost it's it was just really cool to get to do it
0: yeah absolutely and um i think we had talked about that from the very beginning it being a collab and how kind of fun that would be to revive the the moniker um since we uh jesse and i hadn't really done anything with TOSDB and number of years now so the project's just kind of been lying dormant but um i think this is a nice way to revive it in a way that still feels um fresh and fun and lively which is all the things that i used to pour into tostv next up we have acab our first single
1: this is one that I sent, I sent you the original concept for this at, like, four in the morning back in February because I was at work and half awake, and I was like, huh. The original title for it was Fuck the Police, and it was, you know, exactly what it says on the can. It was just, you know, she's going to fuck a cop to get out of, like, a parking ticket or something. But it felt a little too on the nose and a little unoriginal and I was joking around with one of my coworkers about the concept for the song and I don't remember how we got on the subject of pegging, but then it kinda just it all kind of clicked in my head and I was like, wait a minute, pegging the cop, the cop is the bottom. All cops are bottoms. A cab, you know, it's just like a weird string of events. And then I remember texting you and I was like, fuck the police is now cap. We're pegging the cop. I repeat, we're pegging the cop.
0: Yeah, and then I think within like 10 minutes, I had cranked out the wham line in the outro for that song. Uh, and you said, perfect, keep it. And th- indeed, we did keep it the whole way through. Uh, even though we changed the lyrics of the song a lot, we went through like... Dozen different stanzas on this thing, and uh, a lot of them didn't stick. Just because we really wanted only the best of the best in this song, uh, knowing that it was kind of going to be an important one and like probably a single.
1: Yeah, i I went at this song so many different times and couldn't quite get it right. And then one day, I just kind of sat down and started writing about oh, driving to the beach house in Miami, and I threw in the. The references to like Beach Please and Route 69 with the whole, oh, did they find the man I left dead, you know, kind of to try and help it all tie in a little nicer. But yeah, the the original lines that you wrote, the one out of 12 to this two Eve 13, were just genuinely, I think, some of the best lines that are on any stuff Barbie song to date because it is just so wrapped in layers that it's like, it's just, it's brilliant. It was too Mm. good to not use.
0: Yeah, and um, for those who don't understand that line, um, I can give some backstory to that. Um, So the whole One Adam 12 reference is a reference to this show from the 70s, like the mid-70s. It was like a police drama, and it was like pretty famous. Um, I grew up kind of having it on in the background because my dad used to watch it when he was a kid and he like got back into it on tv land or something so um i used the the one out of 12 thing was kind of like stuck in my head and like how could we play with that how how fun could we make that um in reference to that because I, I do feel like that is kind of like a weird cultural touchstone for us to be using within this project but um like those weird references, I just love doing that stuff. Yeah. Just because it um it adds the depth to it that um I don't think people expect out of, you know, like funny parody style music. So, um like one Adam Twelve to this Two Eve thirteen, like obviously the biblical references there, um, but also the police references and just the other stuff and the Sodom and Gomorrah and the Pegging and it it all just really came together in exactly the right
1: way we'll see and the smart thing is you know the one adam 12 being the reference to the tv show from the 70s and then the tie-in the adam and eve tie-in but also 112 and 213 are police codes yes that too with 112 being impersonating an officer and 213 being um explosives which are just so (laughs) funny like it, it It was just so good. Like, I remember having to look up those police codes because I didn't initially know what they were. And when I looked them up, I was like, wait a minute, this is really fucking good. This is so clever. Like, just that one line alone has so many references in it. It's just so fucking good.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, there's... It just feels like such a ridiculous line to throw in there. And I think because of that, it, it really just hits the, the right note for the end of that song, and it's like, end on a high. And I, I think the song really does uh, with that one uh, down there at the end.
1: Oh yeah, and especially with the um, actual fucking noises at the end of the song.
0: Oh god, yeah.
1: The whole thing is just put together so nicely.
0: And um, just because I have it pulled up here, uh, the original idea for that song, uh, which was then titled Fuck the Police, was sent on February twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. So uh, that is your turnaround time for the uh, the song. Next up, we have "I Do It for Attention."
1: This is another really interesting one because originally we didn't even plan for this to be on the track list. It
0: was it was written quite late. Um, yeah the the date that I started this one off was um March 6th.
1: Yeah, cuz we we weren't originally going to include it with the six tracks, but then another song that we had written really early on called All the Boys. Um there was an incident with that song that was my own fault. Um and we ended up scrapping it and very quickly replaced it with I Do It for Attention, which then also became the title track that we had been lacking at that point.
0: Yeah, um we had been playing around with, like, different songs being the title track at that point. Yeah. Um, And we weren't really sold on any of them. Like, Fuck Shit Up was generally the idea that we were leaning towards, but it didn't feel quite right. Um, but I think I Do It For Attention um, encapsulates the spirit of the EP a little bit better.
1: I also think it kind of just encapsulates like the entire energy of DJ Butt Stuff Barbie as a whole. So it was just kind of a Yeah, certainly. Just like it's a fitting title.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone could um argue otherwise uh <laughs> given the amount of stuff we have done for attention.
1: Yeah. And I, this is really one of the first songs in the Butt Stuff Barbie discography that kind of is less about butt stuff Barbie in a specific situation and more so just kind of like her talking about herself personally and it's yeah it's kind of an interesting one just to hear her motivations and why she does the th- the things that she does it's a it's a, it's a fun one
0: yeah um I, I think the the motivations are not surprising but not at it, all the journey is the fun part with this song. Yeah. Um, it, it's a fairly simple song, um, I would say, like melodically. We did we did have to zhuzh it a little bit at times, um, just because the first few drafts, they felt a little lifeless and um, we played around with it like, how many demos of this were there? Like three or four?
1: Uh, the final demo was the sixth one.
0: <laughs> oh, a little more than that then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, few. we did some some ground up renovation on it. And um, I think it, it turned out very nice. Um, the original lyrics that I sent, some of them made it though the verses were kind of completely rewritten by the end. Though I still think, uh, I'm a shooting range, fire your dick gun is a great line, and we should use that
1: somewhere. We do. Um, Every time I listen to that song now, I do kind of wish that I'd put that line in there, because it is pretty funny. I do kind of regret. I don't even remember why I didn't put it in there.
0: I think it was probably like just slightly off on uh, syllable count or something.
1: Yeah, I think... I want to say I did try to play with it in the very beginning and it just, it didn't click quite right. So I just kind of threw it out real quick and I was like, let me just rewrite that. Um, but yeah, we need to reuse that because that is a really good line. Well,
0: I, uh, yeah, but I think the lines it was replaced with are still um, very much in the spirit and they kind of tie into the concept better. I was just really noodling with that, that initial concept and um, maybe it wouldn't have fit as well in the final song, uh, once it was all put together. But yeah, I think that's uh, that the song Morgan thinks that it's the least favorite from this EP. And looking at the track list, I think I probably agree. But it's still a good song. Like the uh, EP, we have outtakes for the first time. And that's because we knew that we wanted only the best of the best. So there are two tracks that were taken off the track list and um won't be released but it was done so we could have a better final product and i think all six of these songs are good at the very least and excellent at the very best
1: i i don't know i think it's just where you know you had said this one's a little more simple melodically i think that's kind of why i don't like it as much just because all the other songs are a little more bombastic and this one is, it, it serves its purpose um but i will say like listening to the ep like through and through i do like it a lot more coming right off of cab. like if i listen to those two songs in succession it just sounds way nicer to me for some reason
0: yeah i think that's probably fair um listening through during our like final mixes listening party i did enjoy that transition it felt very natural yeah. Um so yeah, I, I guess I don't uh I don't disagree with that concept and um like I said we both still think it's a good song. So like don't take our opinions uh to heart, I guess, cuz I mean like we both thought that Beach Please was the weakest on Roadhead and everyone seemed to love that. So yeah.
1: which brings us to the next track that I think everybody is going to love. Um Don't Look Don't Touch.
0: Yes. Don't Look Don't Touch. Um this one started life um, under a different title. Uh, on February 26th, you sent me some lyrics and then I said, let's call it uh, Look But Don't Touch. And it was basically originally just a song about fucking it up at a strip club, like performing your ass off. It was okay. Like, it, was, it wasn't amazing.
1: Like, we both went into this EP, I guess, with the idea of like a song about stripping and the concept itself wasn't bad. It's just, I think where it was just a little too kind of, it It didn't feel as specific as some of the other songs, I guess. And we kind of just ran in circles with it for a long time. Like every time that we would try to write for it, we just couldn't quite get it there.
0: Yeah. It just wasn't a very interesting concept at its core and i think that was the main issue with it actually two months to the day after we wrote it so that would be um april 26th uh was when you suggested okay let's scrap it entirely and uh i added okay what if we did this and i suggested the title change to don't look don't Touch." And a conceptual change to robbing a strip club instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I I remember immediately was like, yeah, let's play with that. And then what? Like thirty minutes later, we had the whole song written. Like we just went. Yeah, back that was and kind forth. of like
0: a mad dash. We were just writing, writing, writing because we had been thinking about this for like solidly two months and getting nowhere with it, and just. Um, we were so fully immersed in that song by that point that we kind of knew the whole universe uh, around it, but we didn't know the song itself. Um, so changing direction just a little bit, we just got a whole new fresh perspective on that, and we had the whole thing written super quick.
1: Yeah, like we both just like spitballed lyrics really quickly, and the whole song was just there out of nowhere it was really crazy
0: it was super quick yeah i think that is the fastest we have ever written a song start to finish
1: mm-hmm. and i think everything that we wrote actually got used for that i don't think i, I believe it did i don't think i, I don't think there was anything, anything scrapped because i remember saying that we we're probably gonna have to cut stuff because like The original structure that I was playing with For that song it felt kind of long But then I kind of moved some stuff around And and then we actually had to write a little bit more for it And then yeah
0: Yeah I think um, it was definitely It's a very Strong concept and this is Kind of the one slower Song uh, on this record Which is why we think that it's kind of Going to be the the beach please So to speak of uh, I do it for attention the EP And I I don't disagree with that sentiment. I kind of like it more than I do Beach Please, though, just because I think it's a more interesting story. Um, like Beach Please, yeah, it's it's fun to see how um, Butt Stuff Barbie can be like sad, but this one it's it's kind of like Ooh, don't look at me though. Like th- turn your eyes away so I can do this evil deed um and i I don't know there's just something very fun about writing for that
1: well and it's also really funny coming off of i do it for attention where it's like it's like "Ooh, look at me give me attention and then we immediately pull a 180 and we're like don't look at me don't look at me
0: that immediate dichotomy i called that out i believe um as soon as we did the don't look don't touch uh title change and i was like (laughs) Oh wait, does this work though? And then it was like, yes, it works. In fact, let's put it right after. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it okay, totally works. Okay, let's, let's not change it. it.
1: But I I do like this one especially because I got to reuse like the entire same instrumental from Look But Don't Touch, which I really love.
0: Yeah, the instrumental of that song was always like Jack, right on the money, exactly where we needed it to be. Mm-hmm. The lyrics were just not it though. Yeah, um I, I it gave us well, there's a whole idea of like you can have total creative freedom but you're not going to be able to create anything interesting if you're just doing something in that wide a field you need the constraints to be able to focus your efforts on something that's more interesting as a whole product rather than just kind of like spread out and nebulous
1: yeah, for real. So
0: yeah, I, I think the title change was what we needed to make that happen.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if we hadn't a changed that title, we probably would have stayed running around in circles with that song until we just eventually cut it.
0: Yeah, and maybe even like revived one of the other songs that we cut or something.
1: Yeah, which I feel like probably wouldn't have worked out all that well just because Don't Look, Don't Touch just kind of adds a nice change of pace in the middle of things.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it, the energy is very high on this EP, mm-hmm. and um, we we definitely needed some variation.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even with this song that has a, it's a lot slower, but the instrumental still has a lot of movement to it, especially with like a lot of the kind of the shaking and the percussion where there's a lot of, like, tambourine and there's a flute that's kind of a, a very vibrant flute. Like, it still has a lot of movement to it, but it is a lot slower compared to everything else.
0: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it, like, a slow track, um, especially in comparison to, like, Beach Please. Beach Please was down tempo. Yeah. This is a mid-tempo, yeah. which is a lower tempo than everything else, but not, like, slow. So, yeah, let's move on to track number 5 steal my thunder
1: this is probably one of the best songs that we will ever create it's it's just so fucking good like i don't it is i don't know really, what it is really really excellent it's just so good this is one that you came to me with
0: yes this was um it was uh, let me see february 2nd that i came to you with this this was the third song uh, we conceptualized um, after fuck shit up and dickmatized Um, I didn't have this specifically in mind for anything. Um, During that period, I was just kind of writing things to write things. And uh, I would send them off to Morgan and Morgan would say like, oh, cool. I like that a lot. We'll like set that aside. And we just had this kind of growing list in our shared document of songs that didn't have a home. And um, I think steal my thunder was, kind of the first one from that list that you said actually i kind of want to use that for like a second ep
1: yeah because i remember we started working on the ep like in the earliest stages of it when i did when i made Dickmatize and i was kind of playing around with some other instrumental demos and you like reminded me that this song existed because i kind of just forgot about it for a while And I remember looking at the lyrics and thinking, wait a minute, this is really fucking good. We need to use this. And then we immediately slotted it for the second EP. And then we kind of had to, or well, at least I kind of had to play around with it for a while with the instrumental because you had a really specific idea for what you wanted with this song and I wasn't quite hitting that mark in the beginning. And then I feel like I got it. I feel like I got it. Yeah,
0: I think... The my vision for this song kind of evolved over time. I was imagining it more as like a straight up rock song, and that's not what the final product is. But we have enough of those like uh, electric guitar y like synth elements in there that I think the spirit is captured while still keeping it within the universe of the rest of the tracks and like in that same kind of sonic neighborhood. Um, so I think the evolution of this song was a really good thing um, especially just because the final product is as good as it is
1: yeah I, I remember you had mentioned that you wanted to have like a really heavy like rock feel to it but I I think at that point we had like three or four of the tracks already either completely done or just mostly in the works. So I knew that like a full rock song would have stuck out like a sore thumb on the track list. So I I wanted to keep a lot of the guitar in there, especially because it really lends to the the vibe of the song. But I did kind of have to play around with like a little more bass and a little more synth to kind of get it to, to mesh with everything else a little bit better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was one that, um, uh, when I was writing it, I, it just kind of like, it all came out like very, very quickly. There's, um, a lot of songs that, uh, I've done for this project that it kind of took a little time to figure out where they were going and, um, I would send what I had to Morgan, but it would take me like an hour to write, uh, like a chorus and a verse and a half or whatever. This one, this one actually went really quick. Um, I think it was maybe fifteen minutes in total for me to write the first verse and the yeah, chorus that we did end up using.
1: Yeah, you you also wrote a second verse in there that I ended up not using just because just something about the vibe of it. I feel like it just didn't the energy click. was
0: a little bit off. Um, you reused like a couple of the the rhymes for it, but yeah. it um, like ultimately, yeah, parts of that. We were still figuring out what the the whole vibe of this project was when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, we, there was like two songs released or whatever, so um, it, it, we didn't have it quite down yet. But I think the first verse was so much in the right space. Um, that we really needed the second verse to match up to that
1: yeah and i was honestly a little stressed out writing like the second verse and the bridge that i did for this song because i was like there was already such a strong precedent that i had to really like i had to really apply myself to figure out okay now how am i gonna follow up on this and not fuck this up because i knew (laughs) that this is one that you really Wanted to work, so I knew I had to really fucking get it right, and I'm so glad that I was like scared, because oh god, the final product is just so good.
0: I, it's it just has this this absolutely manic in your face energy, and I I'm just so into it. Um, I think it is like pretty much by far one of the like top one to two tracks we have written to date. Yeah. Um, and that includes, like, all the 40 other songs that are not yet released. Um, I think this one is really good.
1: It, yeah, and it really, it, it sits in a really good place in the track list, too, because at the tail end of Look But Don't Touch, there's the, the notion of them escaping in a getaway car. And then Steal My Thunder coming in where it does, and it's just this big, epic moment of, I'm a badass, you can't fuck with me. It's it's almost as if she's fully riding out that, like, adrenaline high because she just committed a full crime. And now she's like, you can't touch me, I'm a badass, I just robbed a strip club, you know? Like, it, it's just such a perfect spot for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And going back to what you said earlier about um, I Do It For Attention, it's more like a song about who... DJ stuff Barbie is as a person. Uh, Steal My Thunder is in that same vein, I would say. It's less of a story song um, and more of just like a, a feel the energy song and kind of like drown in it, really. Yeah, I, th- I think both of those are in the same family and we do have kind of more of those planned in the future though maybe not immediately um but there are definite plans to play with that concept later on all right so then for track number six we have digmatized featuring dj rare
1: this one this is the first song that i finished for the ep uh i don't even remember when i did this i think that this was done before um i want to say this was done before roadhead was even out like finished
0: yes um you sent me the first idea for the concept on january 31st of Mm -hmm. this year and i think you had
1: demo one done like early february um, this was another one of my random little four AM ideas and it wasn't even like the full concept of the song itself at first, but more so like the punchline of the song at the end. And I just sort of worked my way backwards with that song and I was like, Okay, if this is the if this is the joke of the song, how do we get there? Um and then the decision to include DJ Rare was also completely based on that joke.
0: Uh, yes, fully. Um, we we hadn't initially planned on uh, including two features on uh, this record, but the things that we ended up having ideas for in the verse for Harry, DJ Rare's verse, um, it, it was really just too perfect not to use, so... Um, Yeah. Tell me a little about the whole process of reaching out to Harry to get input on that.
1: Um, gosh, how did that go? I hit him up and I was like, I think I pretty much just said like, hey, I want to feature DJ Rare on a on a Bust of Barbie track. And I originally sent him the sample for the DJ Rare verse and the chorus. And I think that was all I ever sent him. And I was just kind of like, this is what we're working with. And he fully agreed to it. He was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Love this. And then that was kind of all it was for a while, because I finished the song, and the final demo that we had for the longest time was completely DJ Butt Stuff Barbie, because I didn't have the DJ Rare parts yet. Um, and then one day we sat down, got the DJ Rare tracks, and we plugged everything else in, and, and yeah.
0: I think oh, uh, we st- this one was kind of the first track we had actually worked on um done stuff with uh i did very little writing on this i think i wrote maybe like a couple lyrics in the verses or something
1: you wrote like you wrote like four lines in the bridge
0: which oh that was it
1: yeah which i'm so glad you did because that really helped me structure the bridge a little bit more because at the time i really didn't have that much for it but Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was was mostly me, but I think that was just because, like, it was just one of those, like, batshit crazy ideas that I had where you were just kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, you do you. <laughs>
0: it's very much like a, I, I don't have anything to contribute sometimes. Um, like, I'll, I'll give what I can, but it's, like, I don't... A lot of my ideas are very specific to what I enjoy and appreciate and things I want to reference, and you have those same moments, and wh- those aren't always gonna meet in the middle. Like yeah. we have very similar tastes in a lot of things, but not hundred percent identical. So um, this was just one of those ones that you had to take point on because it was uh, it was your baby, really.
1: Well, and I think another thing that contributed to that was I didn't really tell you too much about it in the very beginning because i really i think what happened was i threw the original concept at you and you were like okay let's work with this and then i just kind of threw a demo at you and i was like here like i just kind of did it really quickly and sent it to you and it was pretty much mostly done at that point
0: yeah like at first when you said um dickmatized and then you like elucidated on the concept a little bit it was like okay um, and that didn't even have any lyrics at that point. So I was like, I- I'm just going to let this sit for a while. We're still working on uh, Roadhead at this point. So um, that was more um, our focus. So yeah. I was working on other songs
1: at that point.
0: And then you went off and kind of did it on your own. So, uh, yeah, that was that was sort of how it went.
1: This is a really... The the thing that kinda of bugs me about this song is that coming off of Steal My Thunder, it's not quite as like it's not quite as epic and it being Yeah,
0: but I think we needed something to kind of be the come down and the the part at the end, the the final minute or so is genuinely so fucking funny. Like I have re-listened to the song a good ten or twenty times, and it still makes me just like keel over in laughter at, at a couple of points and it's it's really good
1: yeah it, it was just one of those things where it was like we had just such a batshit crazy concept and we just fucking went with it and i'm so glad we did
0: yeah um and well by the time this episode comes up um i think it's going to be knowledge to everyone that um tj buttstuff barbie has died
1: yeah she's fucking dead yeah
0: um it's 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 a shocker, I know, but um, this is one of the reasons we started with this track because we knew that this was going to be the end of DJ Butt Stuff Barbie.
1: Yeah. Um I think the interesting thing about this song and the way that it kind of ties into the whole EP is that in my head the entirety of this EP kind of plays out like in a single night. Like she gets coked up, pegs a cop, robs a strip club and then you know the bouncer at the strip club like they're off at her place having sex after they rob the strip club and then she just fucking dies you know like it, it feels like it all just plays out like really quickly and i i think that that's kind of a very fitting end that she would go out on like just one just insane last hurrah like that
0: mm-hmm yeah, um, it, it does feel very true to the concept. Um, though this is the end of DJ Butt Stuff Barbie amongst the living, it is not the end of the project. We do have things planned for sort of immediately after and then further down the line as well. Um, so worry not, dear fans.
1: Yeah, we, we have a lot in the works. We never stop. More so, Sean never stops. He's always sending me shit. Whereas I just kind of, like, sit back and wait until I get, like, my next big campy idea and come to Sean with it. And, yeah. But we're always... We're always cracking on shit and figuring out where we're going to go next. Like, we're three projects ahead already. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: for real. I mean, the thing we just started on kind of in earnest recently, that won't be out for months and months. Like, there is a time limit on it, but we, I feel like we basically just managed to get all the tracks we wanted figured out recently. But it's not going to be out until, like... the the fourth quarter of this year
1: yeah it's it's gonna be a while but we do have a specific timeline for that one so hopefully it will it will be in your ears eventually
0: there's so much more territory for us to explore um especially with a dead character as our main character (sighs) yeah um i think that's that's going to be really fun um the whole concept for this death had been planned from really early on um we can definitely say that now um
1: <laughs> well it it was interesting because like when we were working on Roadhead we were like okay like we're going to put this this quick little EP out so that Yosemite has its full moment and then we're going to work on a full album based around like this other track that I had made forever ago and towards the end of working on Roadhead we were just like yeah let's do a second EP And it was just, like, one batshit crazy conversation we had that led to just all of it falling into place, and suddenly we were like, this is the full direction that we're going in. Like, we had it mapped out completely.
0: Yeah, it was around the same time as um, Look But Don't Touch, I think, that um, we decided on the final direction.
1: Yeah, because I remember you were talking about the... um, the unused Tosdb project that you really wanted to use, and then we kind of pulled some pieces out of that, and that really helped shape.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. To a degree, I would say. Um. Let me find it. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um. But yes, it was right around the time that we were doing. Um, Look but don't touch and. Yeah, but the the album concept we had. So slight spoiler. There's an intro track for it. Um, we came up with that concept, right around the same time as a cab and look but don't touch.
1: Oh yeah, because I remember because the um one of the like main tracks in that beginning portion I had like bookmarked because I was like this is really good I want to use this somewhere and then we talked about the intro and I was like wait a minute I know what I have for this. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like a Beach Police moment where we talked about the idea for the track, and then I was like, wait a minute, I have something lying around.
0: The album I'm very excited for, um, but obviously can't spoil much yet, because there's not a whole lot to spoil. We have tracks written, a lot of them. Um, some of those might get swapped out for different things. Again, yeah. a case of like Cream Rising to the Top, um, you know, some of our... First draft ideas might not be our best ideas, but I I like the track list that we
1: currently have. Um, I I, I may
0: not like it in six months, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, who knows? I will be, like, personally very upset. Like, the last three tracks alone, if any of those get scrapped, I think I will personally be really upset because I just... I love the idea of those three so much.
0: I I think those are pretty solid. Um, I would say the... Three prior to that are the ones most in danger, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, we already we already talked about the um that pretty little one in green probably not being on there at all.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we can figure out a way to kind of evolve that green one into something else that fits there, like because the vibe of that song is too, should I say, corporeal?
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it's a little too specific. For this specific project you know like it, it, it
0: but uh yeah i'm very excited about the direction we're going after this and um keep your eyes peeled because there will be further releases mm-hmm. i would say pretty soon after this um this ep i did i do it for attention
1: but i think the most interesting thing is I mean, obviously, the difference between Roadhead and I Do It For Attention, like, they're very different sounds. And then the project that we have coming up is potentially going to be a little different. And then the one after that is going to be very different. Like, we, we're not really doing the same thing twice right now.
0: Yeah, I, I never want us to get, like, stuck in a rut of just, like, repeating the same themes over and over. Yeah. Um, I think the the next two things are going to show... A very different side of the project um but i think I, I have a good sense that they will be appreciated uh for what they are
1: oh yeah i i mean people are gonna enjoy them i'm sure but don't get too attached to one particular sound to anybody because we're not we're not doing the same shit twice well c- well
0: <laughs> <laughs> spoilers spoilers
1: we might be doing the same thing twice
0: um but for a reason there is a there's a good reason for it
1: yeah we have a good reason
0: um and it is um some stuff that i i think maybe should have been done the first time oh, uh, yeah. is that too much of a spoiler uh,
1: yeah but we didn't we didn't have it the first time around Yeah, we
0: didn't. But um
1: wish we would have though.
0: Oh I know. It's such a good song. I know Um, it is.
1: It's so
0: good. Okay. Well we're we're being cryptic right now and we're just kind of going in circles, so this is probably a good time to call it the end. Yeah. Um so thank you for joining us for this uh this walkthrough of I Do It for Attention. Um, we hope you enjoy the full project and, uh, hope you stick around for the next one.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. We worked really fucking hard on this one. So, uh, if you don't like it, I'll fuck your dad.
0: Uh, you'll do that anyway, though.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to be us signing off now. Bye. Bye.